everyone and welcome back to the Shedding Light podcast. I'm so glad that you could join us once again uh, for probably the final week. In fact, it will be the final week of season two. It's been a good one. It's been an awesome couple of weeks of conversations around the Lighthouse worship um, and our original music that's come through. So yeah, I'm so glad that you guys have joined us over the past few weeks. And on that note, uh, please go to our website at www.lhfc.co.za if you'd like to give us any sort of feedback. Um, after all, this podcast was created for you, the listener. So we want to know what you want to hear and we want to know what you've enjoyed about it so far. We want to know what you haven't enjoyed about it if you are that way inclined. So let us know any sort of feedback. It would be greatly appreciated. Now, guys, welcome back. <laughs> How's it? Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much for for joining us once again on the podcast, Andrew, Byrne, Sinor. And we are talking today about Ndiakutanda, a very important song in the life of our church, and we're going to get into that um, in a little bit. But before we do that, um, maybe the song story, tell us a little bit about it, um, how it came about. Uh, Was it something that you intentionally wrote? Was it just a revelation at the middle of the night? Who wants to who wants to tell us that? Um, yeah, so <laughs> I think I'll go first. It definitely was not a revelation, Kieran. Um, but um, <laughs> but it, it's interesting that uh, we it was around the time we had the Kingdom Culture um, conference, and in conversations we had with leadership and just the general community, um, you know, I had this thought and this um, desire to to write something about what I've experienced, what I would like um, our church to experience, um, you know, and the community as a whole um, as well. And just listening to stories of, you know, people were abused and, you know, due to racism, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, remembering my own experiences, um, but then how it really didn't affect me as much as what I've seen around me and people being affected. And I wondered why that was, and you know, it's just that it just pointed to towards um, the role Christ played in my life, and I got saved, and I always saw racism for what it was, and you know, and just dealing with that. So that's that's the, it came from a desire to just share a bit of my heart, a bit of my experience, and a desire for what I would like or see our country um, to look like. You sure. Know? Yeah. Sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. And obviously, you know, you're not the, you weren't the only one involved in making the song happen. So, you know, what brought about the three of you working on this together? Yeah, so, so um, with the first podcast we did, we shared how we, 
share yeah. songs yeah. and just ideas. So I had the, the words and some idea of a melody, which I then obviously sent to, to Burn um, and Burn Merop Sino in. Because um, it needed to be, we wanted to do something different with it, you know, um, not just a normal song. Yeah. Um, and Burn added some some spice to it, sure. <laughs> some flavor uh, with Sino's help there. And um, yeah, it is what it is today. So it awesome. was just, again, a collaboration yeah. of, of ideas, yeah. Cool. So. Cool. Awesome. So, Andrew, you know, you mentioned um, that it the song had an intention behind it. Now, an, a very, very important weekend in the life of our church was the Kingdom Culture Weekend, which, if someone can help me, I mean, I know I just said it was very important, but I can't remember the September date. September 2018. September 2018. was a very, very important weekend in the life of our church. And um, a weekend that I think we will look back on as a church is just a real a real turning point mm-hmm. in terms of the way we see our, our impact in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, our mission statement is impacting Port Elizabeth and beyond with the Kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And I think that weekend really made us think it, it, it made us think critically of that statement. Yeah. Now, you know, if we look at, at our church, it is not by any means what I would call a completely um, multiracial church in terms of presence, you know. And I think this is a journey that we will be on for a while. It's a journey that we probably won't arrive at the finish line. In fact, I don't even know if you will ever arrive perfectly mm-hmm. in, in a journey like this. Um, particularly in the country we live in, I don't think you'll ever arrive at a perfect, you know, where we can look at our church and go, that's it. We don't need to do any more work, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when you consider the journey that we're on as a church, I look at this song, and yes, this is personal opinion, I'm aware, but so I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Personal opinion, this song, along with Diazi Toba, are two very, very important, um, how do I call it? Ah, like, I don't want to use the word tools because it's, it, it, it doesn't carry enough weight. Mm-hmm. But let's use the word tools. Two very important tools in moving this, this desire for a, multi, a multiracial church, mm-hmm. moving mm-hmm. towards that. Would you agree with that? Would you would you look at the song as being a really really important um, tool in getting us there? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Sino and Burn can jump in any time, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I think, um, like I said, it was um, especially in Yazitoba, not in Yazitoba, in Diakutanda. Sorry, um, there was intention behind sure. behind the song, and it was to bring among you know unity. Um, and not just, you know, having a diverse-looking um, congregation, yeah. but also at the same time bringing people together so that their hearts are one, mm. you know. I think often we miss that. Sure, yeah. um, and we look at, at color and, you know, culture, etc., and we miss that we need to be one of art as well. Yeah. You know, and in that sense, we can reach um, the diversity that we need um, and look like um, God intended the church to look like. You know, um, so yeah, so I think there was intention behind it, and it is an important tool, as you say, for for the church, definitely. So yeah, so. And and when you look at um, you know the way the church is moving, when you look at the the role that the song is playing in that movement, um, it's obvious then that because worship is such a major part of church life for us. Because worship is such a huge part of our lives 
as Christians. Um, I mean, it's it's a necessity in yeah. in, in your faith. Yeah. Would you would you agree with the statement that it makes sense that if you are needing a cultural shift as a church, that you look first at the worship culture in your church, or do you or or would you not agree with that? No, I think that it is. I think that it is an area in the church that can be um, that can express the heart. You know what I mean of mm. of the journey that you're trying to go on. You know, similar in a way that if you're dealing with something as a church, maybe loss or something like that, that you're walking together, you can also use the the music uh, ministry to to minister into that. You know, so I think that it absolutely um, would carry. Be or be a an avenue that you could use to, um, sure, yeah, express that heart, um, and give a bit of direction, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think you know when we when when we look at, you know, when we look at the way our church has received the song, along with the way our church has received Diazitoba, it's clear that, you know, Andrew, you're talking about becoming one one heart. I I I think. From my own personal, my own personal outlook, um, it definitely looks like the church has latched onto this this journey and latched onto this vision mm-hmm. that was uh, that was kicked off with the mm-hmm. Kingdom Culture mm-hmm. Weekend, um, and you can see it in the way that the the room I don't, I, erupts. It's probably not the right word. But just the way the room reacts yeah. when yeah. we do songs like Diakutanda, when we do songs like mm. Diazitoba. Um, do you think that, that the worship that we do here as a church, and especially when we start doing um, multilingual songs, do you think that that could have a significant impact in people's personal worship, that they'll start listening to different worship rather than what they're used to or do you do you not think it plays that much of an impact that's a that's an interesting question um i don't know if it it would i don't know if would if it would actually change what people listen to outside of the church but i do think that the church is a good place to start when they come into you know a sunday morning service Mm. and and it's it's part of the culture it's part of it's Mm. what we do and yeah. it's, it's, it's not like, okay, guys, today we're doing an item song, but it's like, this is this is, who, this we, is are. who we are, this mm-hmm. is what we do. Um, so I definitely think that if the church latch onto it first, and then that, that, will, that will seep through, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's up to the, the worship community to latch onto it first, mm-hmm. the eldership, the leadership of the church. Yeah. Um, I think as a worship community, something we, we, we say often is that we, we don't want to leave the community behind. We want to take people with us. It's a journey. And so, like you say, we, we know where we, we're wanting to go, but we're not just rushing there and and just like introducing like 10 yeah. plus songs, yeah. 10 Afrikaans mm-hmm. songs. But it's a journey with our worship community to actually, to actually grow together. Um, yeah. And I think it was interesting... I mean, this was a while ago. 2018 was a while ago, but it was interesting to actually watch and be a part of, especially the the tag of the song, mm-hmm. um, because that's rhythmically that's a that's a that's a bit different. 
Um, it's not. It's not. I don't know. It's not easy to play, but it's different to what we have been playing. Mm. If we think of tags, Absolutely. you know, mm. yeah. in the yeah. church, um, to have that stop and the change of yeah. tempo, and I think it was really cool to see all the teams and all all the different instruments really try and really go home and practice and really you want to you want to play that part with the way it's supposed to sound you know yeah exactly um, i don't know if you can back me up on that yeah, but yeah. but it was really cool to see yeah. people really try yeah. and play that you know yeah so so with that um just to latch on it's it's lyrically the song is different mm. i mean you know it has you know multiple languages in it but also the rhythms are different, so so it speaks to everybody. If you don't understand what's being sung, the the groove of the rhythm is gonna get you get you into it, mm. type mm. of thing. And that's what music's about emotion. So we 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 touch on that a bit, and um, we get people going. And I remember the first Sunday we did it. Yeah. When we got to the tag, people were at first like, "Oh, what's happening?" Yeah. Mm. yeah. But then they got into it. Yeah. You know, and it was nice. It was nice to see them respond as well. Mm. Um, and also just again for me affirm that. You know, sometimes we think the congregation or congregants are, are not there but behind us, but sometimes they are already there. Yeah. You know, so for me, that just spoke to them being already kingdom-minded and doing kingdom culture type mm. of work, yeah. you know, in the communities, etc. Mm. So it's not, it wasn't new to them. Yeah. Um, it was just different, you know, so mm. yeah. I don't know if that makes makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. Absolutely. Now, you know, you talk about, you know, taking the worship community along this, this, along with you and not leaving them behind. I think one thing that will always stick out to me with Ndiakutanda particularly is when we first introduced it, um, musically, obviously, there, was, there were things to learn, you know, the change in tempo, change in rhythm, everything. It was like, okay... You know, this is something I've probably never had to do before. Now I need to do it. But one thing, like lyrically, okay, <laughs> that was that was a very interesting thing to behold. Um, <laughs> and, behold. And, 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 and I think, and, and the reason I say that is is because you know, when when all you've been singing, <laughs> for, for, you know, for your whole life is is you know. English songs, and English songs with probably not a lot of words in it, um, to now all of a sudden get to Ndinike, to get to kind of like word, it's not even words, but just the rhythm of the words, yeah. you know, yeah. that you're, you're there in the first few times you see and you're going, <laughs> you know. <laughs> to then, I, I then remember just the comments, and they weren't serious comments, they were comments in passing, but they just made me think. Comments like, oh, like, surely, surely this can be simplified, you know? Surely this can be, mm. you know, surely we can make this easier to sing. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, maybe you can, but you also can't, mm. yeah. you know? And I think this song, the reason why I, I go back to this song being such an, such a, an important song is because Ndiazi Toba was commented about as being like quite easy to sing, even though it's, yeah. it's a bilingual song. Ndiakutanda, it was like, it, we're not going to make the song intentionally easy. Mm. Yeah. You know? mm. These are the words. This yeah. is the rhythm. This yeah. is what we're going with. You yeah. know? The song needs these words. You simplify yeah. it, it takes the, the message away. Yeah. It yeah. takes the meaning away. 
And to see how our worship teams have latched onto that, realizing like, okay, this, I mean, we, this yeah. is not changing, you know? Yeah. These are words I need to learn to sing. Yeah. These are, th this is music I need to learn to play. And, and I guess the reason I said, um, will it change the way you listen to stuff? Because I know for me, it, it changed the music I listened to because I'm aware of like, if I'm going to play this music on team, my influences need to change mm. Mm. because yeah. I can't play music like this mm. well mm. with the music I'm listening to and mm. the music I normally play because this is so far removed from what yeah. I'm used to. Yeah. You know? And so it's been interesting from my perspective to see how the worship community has latched onto this and, and kind of adapted the way they play mm. and the, the things they listen to. Mm. Um, how have you guys experienced it? How have you guys experienced taking taking the teams through it and and you know whether it be vocalists or instrumentalists? I mean, have you seen it? Did you see much of much of a change in the way people respond to it from the first week or two to now? Yeah, I think it's gotten a lot easier here. Uh, if we think of just that one song, um, I remember us actually practicing saying the words hey with the team mm -hmm. actually saying it over and over at one of our combined practices yeah, or something i remember practice, yeah. um i mean we don't need to do that now yeah. but if i speak for myself personally um i've actually started listening to music more now you know and definitely more diverse cultures mm. um cultural music because it's it's uh, piqued my interest personally and um, so that's been something good, good that's come out of this for me. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't actually know what else to say there now, but I might pipe in just now. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think to, to answer the, the, the initial question you had, I think mm. Andrew came with us with, with the heart of the tag and yeah. what you wanted to, to do. And I think we couldn't change that. Like mm. you say, we couldn't yeah. change those lyrics and those were the lyrics, and so mm. we we, I mean, with Ndiazitoba, uh, it was it was easier mm. to to find words that fit the theme of the song. But mm. because the song was so close to Andrew's heart, that was the message, mm. and those were the words. Um, and it, it it's not the easiest thing to sing mm. because it's not a it's it's like Dinikel. It's like two combined words into one. And you just gotta say it with like one <laughs> yeah, yeah. swoosh, you know. Yeah. Um, but but wait till till Burn releases a next song. <laughs> yeah. With, with I think we 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 upping the level again. We are yeah. with. That's my with, heart's desire. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. To mm. see that more. Yeah. yeah. You know. To to have less simpler lyrics and more yeah. hectic lyrics. Yeah. yeah. I I think it's I think it's wonderful because to think of where we've where we've come where we were to now where we've come to you know when initially the whole kingdom culture conversation happened it was like okay guys like let's kind of fast track this mm -hmm. is take like the worship we currently have and let's just you know translate some of it simply and i think it works yeah. i think for for mm -hmm. you know in in the moment it can work definitely yeah um you, know, you take a hill song song and you just translate the chorus it, it meets a purpose and there's mm. nothing wrong with that. Mm. But, you know, Bernie, you say it's your heart's desire. Mm. 
maybe just expand on that a little bit. You know, you say it's your heart's desire to do this more. Mm. What does that look like to you? Do you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to, it was something I, I shared with Andrew um, probably last week. I'd love it to become natural for us yeah. where we could be singing an English song um, and then a thought that we know, a phrase mm. that we know, a simple phrase comes to mind that the Holy Spirit pops in our, in our mind and we are able to lead Flow. that, yeah. move into that, transition into that, create a rhythm that comes with that um, as a team. Yeah. You know, so that's what I mean when it's my heart's desire. I, I would like to see us, I'd like it to become natural. I'd like it to not be pinned on two or three mm. songs that are our go-to songs for this. We want to yeah. tick this box. I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see box mm. ticking. I'd love it to become an expression of who we are, mm. you know, which I think defines kingdom culture quite nicely if you think that it, it comes from within, you know, the kingdom culture yeah. from within. So, yeah. so for myself, who is not, um, I mean, I'm bad with languages just in general. Even English is difficult <laughs> to speak. <laughs> but... But but I want it to just be natural yeah. from inside, you know, to yeah. for us to and for us to be able to move. So what I was saying to Andrew is that I'd like us to almost practice this as a team so that it becomes something we can move mm. in and out of easily and mm. not something yeah. So I think that's what I mean when it's my heart's desire. I I also sorry, just to add in my final thought. My desire is for us to have songs that are like fifty fifty. It's not mm. predominantly mm. English and then this little line or tag here mm. but that we have full on and yeah. we can we can understand it and in a way that should there be people in our church in the service that aren't able to maybe articulate that or understand it or or be part of it they can still sing the english the english is there mm. and it makes sense so musically it needs to make sense in both ways yeah. but that really is a desire of mine so. you know to move beyond this is a start, and it's a great start. Yeah. But uh, it would be great to see it move forward. Yeah. You know? mm. And I think I, I have seen it move forward. I mean, mm. in the beginning, these songs, it required me to be on team to be able to sing them. But I, I have seen <laughs> that, that, that change, yeah. and I have come to church and see the songs being sung mm. without, yeah. without me on stage, yeah. which is, I think it's a, it's, it's a great start, as, as yeah. Byrne says. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about it's about being uncomfortable. Yeah. It's about being being willing to be uncomfortable. What is know? it? Being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, being comfortable with yeah. being uncomfortable. That's pubs. You know, yeah. <laughs> and you know, just in general, as as musicians, playing something that you're not used to playing, it's it it's awkward, man. It is awkward. <laughs> it's awkward because you know you could mess up at. at any point yeah and you're like oh well you know that's there now everyone yeah. heard that there's no going away from that <laughs> um it's interesting yeah. you say that Kim, because when i remember when i started um the music was very different to what i had listened to i mean it was familiar but we haven't we didn't do those yeah. you know those type of songs and stuff so i also had to adapt um to the style sure. and to the songs, you know, and that was also a journey in itself. And this song to me was almost like, okay, now I'm doing what I'm comfortable with, mm. like, you know, yeah. the style that I'm comfortable with. And you know what I mean? So, yeah. 
So I understand that whole process of being uncomfortable, um, that also has its place. You know, I couldn't just then come and, you know, force what I felt needed to be yeah. done. It wasn't, you know, it's not the right yeah. thing to do anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and I, and I was grateful for that because then I, you know, got to see how team works, you know, what the culture was like, the worship culture was like at the church. And I learned from it a lot, mm. you know. And yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, you mentioned Hill songs and, and those sort of things. It's not easy songs. It was just different for me. Sure. You know, it wasn't difficult also. But um, yeah, so I was on a journey for yeah. a few years learning to sing songs in a certain way and play it in a certain way mm. Um, mm. as well. So, yeah. yeah. And, and what role do you think friendship plays within because you mentioned it's about being uncomfortable mm. and now mm. Andy's saying it's it for him it, it got he was in a space of comfortability with the team to be able to play like that mm. and so I can also think of a few mm. examples of where because our team because of the friendships we have on our team yeah. yeah that it was very awkward but because of the relationship we have yeah. with each mm. other that yeah. It actually wasn't awkward in yeah. the end. Like, mm. what what role do you think friendship has to do? I mean, with a that? huge role. You know, I think, um, yeah, if I just think back, it was always, you know, you always had that support. And, you know, people didn't try and make you uncomfortable intentionally, you know. They saw an ability and they knew you could do it and, and you had that support, you know. So friendship, I think, was a huge role because you know the people's hearts behind it. Mm. Um, and who you're with, and you're all in it together, basically, and um, you're not alone, you know. So, so yeah, I think that relationships are very important in in these sort of things, obviously. Mm. Um, and for me, it was certainly the case because um, we got here, hardly knew anyone. Um, I, I knew Trev, Tristan, etc. Um, but then I met David Byrne. Um, you were still. I think you and no, we just finished primary no, school. We I think. <laughs> when did you? When did you? Yeah. Get to, when did you, you, you I remember the first day I saw you wore like a short red, red pants red and like short. long socks. Well, that, that must have been primary school. Anyway, we'll insert yeah. a photo. But um, but yeah, but Ben really um just and Dave and and the team then um just came alongside us, you know, and held our hands and walked with us and made us mm. feel comfortable. Um, yeah. And yeah, and another thing was there's no there's no superstars on the team. No. That's one other thing yeah. I learned. Um, yeah, you know, and I mentioned it on Saturday as well at another um, interview I did. But there are no prima donnas. No one is, you know, above anyone else. We in it. We on the same level, and our focus is on is on God, you know, um, yeah. and not on the individual. Yeah. Um, and that was also very very refreshing um, to experience. And even now, that's one of the things that we we put out there. Um, you know, unashamedly, mm. you know, which is great. Yeah. So it's, yeah, so I think all of those things played a major role in, in firstly us staying, <laughs> you know, and enjoying what we were experiencing and wanting to be part of it and to just share what we have um, as well. And I say we, I'm, I'm talking about Sue Anne mm. and myself because we joined then, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, the whole friendship thing, it, it's really important because it also allows you to, to kind of challenge, yeah. you know, one another. Mm. You know, I think it, it, especially when, when we first went on this journey as a worship community, it was almost like stepping back and seeing like, okay, how's everyone going to receive this? You know, I mean, I remember, you know, the thought about the church as a whole. It was like, you know, if people, 
people don't want to do it, this is the journey we're on, you know? You know, it is what it is, you know? But you can't have the same kind of nonchalant attitude with a worship community when this is like, these are a group of people who are integral to the life of our church um, and integral to a very important ministry in our church. So you you want them to come alongside come alongside you and you want to bring them with you. And I think one thing that does allow the, the close-knit relationships that we have in our worship community, it allows you to challenge one another as well, you know, mm. if there's pushback, if mm. there is, you know, some, if there's an uncomfortability, mm. you know, it allows you to kind of come alongside them and say, hey, we're in this thing together and we're doing this thing together, mm. let's go, you know, and, and kind of, and I guess the role as worship leaders is to constantly, um, paint a picture of, of what we're mm. moving towards mm. constantly remind people yeah. of what we're moving towards. You yeah. know, there is, there is, there is an end to the means, you know, mm. that we're not just doing this just cause, yeah. you know, but we're moving towards something better as a church. We're yeah. moving towards an inclusive church mm. and it's going to involve shakeups in all sorts yeah. of areas. Yeah. And those shakeups are going to be uncomfortable, but those shakeups are necessary. Mm. Mm. But when we do those shakeups, to have those relationships there, yeah, you know, so that no one is left on the outside saying, "I want to be a part of this," yeah, absolutely. but it's so uncomfortable for yeah. me that I don't actually know how to be a part yeah. of this, mm. yeah. you know. Yeah, and pushback doesn't necessarily mean someone is not with you. They may be just not ready at that point mm. in time mm. yeah. to go with you, you know. Yeah. And and that also needs to be understood um, to have that patience. And again, it comes back to relationships because if you have good relationship with yeah. a certain individual yeah. or group then you'd know yeah you'll know where they're at yeah and, absolutely yeah. you know yeah it kind of goes into everything you know yeah. just regardless of the ministry that you're in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know if there's any sort of shift up that needs to happen you know ministries with bad relationships mm-hmm. are, are always going to crumble at some point sure you know because yeah. because you know <laughs> uh, I remember uh, someone commented, um, you know, well, I think, you know, because someone commented um, that, you know, ministry and people don't mix. And it's like, ministry, and people you know, don't mix. ministry and people don't mix, you know, but, you know, because you know, people were, were interesting. Um, and so often, <laughs> often, you know, often as people, we come in the way of a ministry running, you know, efficiently and effectively and stuff. Mm. But a ministry needs people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so a ministry with bad relationship is always going to to yeah. come to a breaking point at some at some point or it's just going to reach a status quo and it'll never move forward mm. from there. So when we're looking at our at our church when we're looking at all the different all the different ministries we are all moving towards this goal mm. of kingdom culture. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And we're never going to reach that point without good strong individual relationships within yeah. those wider yeah. those wider ministries and those wider communities yeah it also requires bold leadership eh? mm. um, yeah and I think that's that's been one of the key um, points on on the journey for 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 many of us mm. is just to see how um, the leadership of the church has just they just embraced it sure mm. and have led the way in it you know um yeah. and and yeah it's it's just encouraging mm. you know to know that your leaders are at the forefront you know fighting um you know and just sharing 
biblical truth and and you can mm. look at their lives as well you know um for that sort of insight so so it's not a manufactured thing it's it's genuine mm. yeah. you know yeah. um and i think yeah yeah to be part of that is is just great and to see it yeah and yeah. i think a lot of people probably don't know this but trev was uh, a part of the worship community after the kingdom come to kingdom culture weekend mm. for i don't know how long it was but he was coming to a few meetings mm. and really steering the team mm. forward yeah. Yeah. um yeah. which which adds to what what yes. andrew is saying that yeah. it, it was its bold leadership mm. you know yeah mm. Mm. absolutely yeah it's invaluable really yeah that mm. kind of absolutely. leadership you know uh, yeah we are blessed at lighthouse to have yeah to have leadership like that in in various different ministries you know i think we have phenomenal leaders um and yeah because we because we're all united in our goal to mm. to see this shift to see culture culture changes in our church towards a a much brighter future you know mm. and mm. and you're taking it back to the song as much of a as much of a powerful tool as it is it's it's only one aspect mm. you know it's only one aspect and mm. we could write as many cosa songs mm. could write as many any language you know we could write a song that includes all all official languages of South Africa you know as a challenge yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think we could do it i mean the national <laughs> anthem do, doesn't even have all yeah. the languages I think we should how do we do that we just take so will i yeah. take so will i and every verse we just make it different yeah okay. we, we just do it like that you know um, <laughs> so you know it's it's my point is you could you could write a song like that you could yeah. you could write as many multilingual mm. songs as you want mm. to and they'll be meaningless mm. absolutely yeah. meaningless they'll fall on deaf ears mm. you know yeah. it'll be a pointless exercise um if we're not in our hearts yeah. and in our relationships yeah moving towards that goal as yeah. well and so on the flip side of that i think songs like diazi toba songs like ndiakutanda help that yes. process yeah. on yes. because there is something that you can all come around yeah. now mm. you know where yeah. it's no longer just this hypothetical conversation yeah. but it's okay guys this is the conversation we're having practically this is an outworking mm. and this yeah. is what we're going to move towards yeah. let's embrace this practice mm. and let's latch onto that until yeah. the next thing comes along and the next yeah. thing comes along and the next practical outworking of the conversation comes along mm. Mm. So mm. I'm just excited. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited for the way mm. forward. I'm excited yeah. for the future. And I I count it as a blessing. Mm. A heaven sent blessing that I I get to be in a church that has mm. openly accepted this challenge even though mm. we are all in different spaces mm. when it mm. comes yeah. to this yeah. journey. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting we had a a visit the last year. Uh, to another conference, um, all in. If I can just put it in there. Mm-hmm. Plus, shout up. out, sponsored. <laughs> <Andy>. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, one of our guest speakers, Andy, yeah. he said um, the Sunday evening. He said he sensed that we were on a, a kingdom journey, mm. without anyone sharing anything. Sure. 
about no one what prepped him. Yeah. No one, yeah. And that's just what he sensed there. And, and that was very encouraging mm. um, that an outsider could see um, and feel that, you know, this is what we are, what we are pursuing, mm. you know, and um, yeah. And I'm just thinking back to that weekend, the uh, Kingdom Culture weekend. Um, I missed half of it because I was, the Saturday I missed because I was at a funeral. Yeah. Um, but that Sunday morning um, when Pubs was sharing, he shared a, a few stories of, mm. you know, horrific things that, that he experienced, um, you know, and there was a shift I could also see because um, people don't often realize what you actually go through. Like you can share a story, but the way you shared it was very, um, I don't know how to put it. It was real. raw. Yeah, yeah raw, it was raw. raw yeah. It was raw, you know. And and I think for a few people, um, it clicked, you know. And afterwards, a lot of people came up and apologized um, to me and <laughs> others for, yeah. you know, for yeah. things done to, let's say, my parents or mm. to myself or whatever, you know. And, and I think that was the starting point of, yeah, yeah. okay. Wow. Now we're really moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The wheel started turning type of thing. Mm. And, and it was encouraging to see that, you know. And it was, I mean, these were people who are, you know, very mature, on in the years. They have no business coming up to me, um, you know, but they did. And, you know, mm. which was for me encouraging. Um, sure. And just having that mutual respect as well for, for people. And, and yeah. Mm. And I see them in services um, now and then, or we've just started, but since then I've seen them. Um, and just the way they worship, um, it's, it's like they are free, you know, or freer, if I can put it that way, like a weight has been lifted. Mm. Sure. Um, not just of them, but of myself as well, you know. Sure. Yeah. Mm. So, well. yeah. I don't know if you guys have any stories about mm. that Sunday, but that was something that, mm. that, no, I was that weekend, that yeah, Sunday, that yeah. stood out for me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sunday morning, yeah. A yeah. few people came up to me on stage as well. Sure. Um, I was singing without an instrument, and I remember, I think I stood on on the stage for mm. about 10, 15 minutes after the service with people coming to have yeah. genuine conversation mm. yeah. and just mm. hugs and tears yeah. and all sorts of things. I remember that. Yeah. can mm. confirm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember mm. um, it was the following year. Yeah, it would have been 29, yeah, so last year's... Um, yeah, that is after 2018, um, Kieran. Hmm? That will be after Yeah, no, it would be. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was... Um, we, we got pubs through as a speaker at Into the Sun. Oh, hectic. Um, and I, I didn't want to typecast him as, oh, he's the guy that will talk about racism. You know, yeah. I don't want to typecast him as that. So I just said to him, this is the, this is the theme of the camp. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll be like the main speaker. Yeah. Talk about what you want, you know. Um, but he managed to bring in the, the whole, the, the issue of just the way our, our, our minds need to change mm-hmm. and the way our, our upbringing and our past and our surroundings, and our environment affects the way we look at things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you there are there are some amazing moments at into the sun that I'll always remember um most of them have to do with prolonged worship that resulted in like tears and breakthrough all around um but I will never forget the year that pubs came to speak because to see how how 
even in just that moment, mm. he caused guys who are there in high school. And it's very easy to look at the generation now in high school and go, oh, you know, they don't, they don't have an issue with this. You know, mm. They don't have an issue with this. Um, but to see how just in a moment they had mindsets yeah, shift just just in that moment, mm. and and preconceived ideas yeah. that clashed with what pubs were saying, mm. you know, and pubs being pubs, he's like, okay, guys, now we're going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go off in your groups, come back, and now we're going to talk about it. You in front of a hundred other young people, yeah. we're going to talk about it, and the tears and the confusion and the just the raw mm. emotion that came out was yeah. so wonderful. It was probably the most raw time that I can remember being at yeah. Into the Sun that wasn't involved in worship at all, you yeah, know? Yeah. And it was just so amazing because in that moment, I, I, I realized, like, man, we've still got so mm. long to go mm. as a nation. We've still got so long to mm. go. It's not a thing of this generation needs to deal with mm. it. We still have so long to go. Mm. And that's why I guess I counted it, I, I guess I counted it as a blessing that I can be part of a church that is moving mm. forward mm. with this, yeah. Yeah. you know, that is acknowledging that we're not finished with this conversation, yeah. Yeah. you know, and that's acknowledging we have not even close to arrived yet. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So I don't really know where to go from there. <laughs> I just count it as a blessing. Yeah. And that's I do look forward to the future. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so so I'm just thinking about um, the lyrics um, it speaks yeah. about being in the valley of uncertainty and that's mm. that time when we really don't know what to do with what we feel mm. and and sometimes we don't even know what we're feeling yeah. you know mm. um, but then once he consumes you um, you'll be made new so then you'll understand things and you know it changes yeah. your heart but yeah so so that was also like just that old journey that I went through um, about being confused and conflicted at times, um, just speaking about that through the song as well, mm. and yeah, mm. and and I, I don't know. I think a lot of people can relate to it, um, but many don't know like what our personal stories are and our yeah. journeys are. You know, we may be walking together every day, but mm. we experience things differently. Yeah, you know. So yeah, so I just hope yeah, that the song. Mm. Um, as many of the others that we've written um, as a worship community will encourage people mm. yeah. you know, um, to pursue um, yeah. you know, the, firstly the relationship with, with God and the, with others and then just be kingdom minded and kingdom mm. focused yeah. Mm. yeah I think this whole, this whole season has you know we've just been unpacking all of our original worship music um, every single song has a different story every single song has a different process behind it mm -hmm. um, some of them were revelations you know some of them were those 2am in a moment you've got the whole song you know yeah. some of them were like this one an intentional you know we're going to write this song yeah. for this purpose um, and I think the the thing that just sticks out to me with all of with all of the songs that we've spoken about is just that every single song has highlighted something in the journey of those who wrote it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I think in the, in the life of our church, moving forward, 
as we write new original worship music, as we, as, you know, we write English only or Afrikaans mm-hmm. only or Kosa only or multilingual, whatever it looks like, um, every single song that we bring forward is going to speak of a personal journey yeah. of our worship leaders and other members of our worship community. And there's something of that connection in the life of our church moving forward that excites me, mm. you know, that it, it just, you look at it and you look at everything that's going on and you're going, it's our own. Mm. It's our own. It's not just that God is taking us on this journey as a church and we're pulling some songs that others have written, mm. but God is taking us on a journey as a church in such a personal way yeah. Yeah. that the individual journey is coming out in the songs that we're singing yeah. and the conversations we're having. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm excited for the future. I think this has been a great season. I think unpacking the, the original worship songs has been good. And yeah, I look forward to more conversations like this as more, as more original music comes, the more we'll have conversations about it. Like just, just check Burns WhatsApps. You'll yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. Season, yeah, season three. Coming yeah, there's soon. a whole, a whole nother season. I don't think this is. Yeah, you know, there'll be a third season. Yeah, there'll be a, a third season just on Burns original music. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, yeah, I look forward to the next conversation. So, until next time, uh, watch the space for season three. Season three trailer will be coming next week. So, watch the space to hear what that's all about. Um, subscribe to the podcast (laughs) and until next time God bless stay safe and we'll see you soon cheers